Hello, this is Dennis Anyone with Dennis Hensley, a podcast about making things up and making things happen. This is the DAX, a Dennis Anyone Extra, um, with our previous podcast guest, actor Sam Pancake. During the original podcast, we kind of got serious and went off on this um, long talk about sobriety and so forth, and so Sam didn't get to answer any questions from the observation deck, and so uh, we just rattled through a bunch of them in this extra bonus episode. If you're a fan of Sam, and you should be, you should check out his show, You're Welcome, at Casita Del Campo on um, July 22nd at 8 p.m. Uh, it co-stars Drew Drogi, who's also been on the podcast, and you can find information at brownpapertickets.com. Also, Sam has a movie showing at Outfest called You're Killing Me. It screens Wednesday, July 15th at 9.45 in the DGA here in L.A. It's a horror comedy directed by Jim Hansen and starring Jeffrey Self, Drew Drogi, Sam Pancake, Jack Plotnick. Awesome, funny guys. All right. Um, before we get into it, I just want to direct your attention to DennisAnyone.net. You can do fun stuff there, like um, donate to the virtual tip jar that helps me handle expenses and keep the podcast free. And I want to thank Emmanuel Masso for her uh, donation. And... Um, that means a lot. It's so fun when I get little things that I don't from people I don't know, like in places, in other places, and I don't know because sometimes my friends listen to the podcast and they'll comment, but sometimes I feel like it's just me and my little booth of truth, and so it's it's awesome. So thank you, and um, you can also sign up for my newsletter there and see pictures and stuff that go with the podcast, all kinds of fun stuff. All right. That's enough of that. Here is part two of the delightful Sam Pancake. All right, this is part two with Sam Pancake. We're Hello. still by his pool. We just said the serenity prayer. We had a couple of, <laughs> you know, we had a cake. I don't know what we did. But anyway. I did a chip, just for good luck. Exactly. Before we uh, went on our whole thing, Sam picked a bunch of questions from the observation deck. So we're going to do a little bonus episode of uh, Dennis Anyone where we do your observation deck questions. Okay. Here's your first question. Um, take as long a time as you oh, want with these. Okay. Not, it doesn't have to be lightning round. What's the worst job you ever had? Uh, uh, Acting-wise, being a forced Gump impersonator at an IKEA in City of Industry. I bet you nailed it, though. I was kind of awful. Because I, you you said in the last podcast, Tom Hanks, and it didn't hit me until now. And then I'm looking at you, and now you have the beard. Yeah, and I'm like he's giving me a little Hanks for young, sure. I was like young Tom Hanks, young Tom. Young gay Tom Hanks in the nineties. Right. Yeah, I, it was awful, and I did it a bunch of different places. And what would you do? I would. Well, the first thing was I was just to sit on the couch at IKEA and greet people as they came in and be like, "I'm for." I can't do the voice at all. I'm Forrest Gump. Would you like a box of chocolates? And I had no box of chocolates, and it was a weird. First promotion. of all, that feels illegal unless they had per- permission. I had no permission. Yeah, I would wear this little like Bubba Gump shrimp cap and a like a plaid shirt and khakis. I ended up doing the last time I did it was in San Diego at the convention center for this travel agent. Remember those travel agent conventions? I think this was ninety summer ninety five because I think Forrest Gump was ninety four. And I just, I, I started going in for auditions because I looked enough like Tom Hanks. To, to, there was a spate of Forrest Gump-style stuff. Wow. Because I remember, like, doing, like, Wayne and Garth stuff in the early 90s. Like, and I got a commercial doing, like, a Mike Myers thing. And then, like, the Forrest Gump stuff started. So that, and that doesn't sound that bad, but it was horrifying. Because my least favorite job anywhere, it's why I could never do Renaissance Fair or clown work or mimes. I hate being in public doing a character. Like, unless I was in a cost, like, you know, a... A mascot costume. I hate that stuff. Right. So that's the worst. Okay. What was your most glamorous night? Oh, wow. I think I, I've gotten to go to some award shows. I remember I got to go to the Golden Globes in 2000. 
I think it was 2010 with my friend Lauren Graham was presenting. It was 10 or 11, and it was a night. It happened to be one of those magical nights. It was whenever Meryl was nominated for Julie and Julia. Okay. I remember that night, we were at this table next to the Precious table and the Avatar table. So already you have Mariah Carey, Monique, uh, Gabourey, Sidibe. But also it was just one of those magical nights where, like, we were right by the stage, and we saw everyone come off. And I remember I got to see, almost touched, but up close, be next to Cher, Sir Paul McCartney, Meryl Streep, Christina Aguilera, um, Sigourney Weaver, Jessica Lange, um... It was that Avatar year. Whoever was nominated for anything yeah. that year. Then, like, friends I knew, like, Bradley was nominated that year. I, uh, I remember he was there. Like, it was just the most magical, amazing. Jane, our friend Jane Lynch was there, of what course. What was Bradley nominated for? Bradley was at the table for, um, what would that have been? It was what would that before have been? Hangover. It was Hangover. Oh, it was. It so must it was have been comedy, Hangover yeah, Best yeah, Comedy. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was the Hangover Boys. Yeah. All oh, right, then. that makes sense. And that it was sense. like, and I've had a lot of amazing nights. Um, what did you, what did you notice about people that night? Who seemed cool? Because it's fun to watch during commercials and see who seems like they're having fun. Um, and I remember, like, hell. I was so obsessed with Cher that, like, yeah. she and Christina Aguilera presented together. Yeah. And, um, uh... Sometimes I forget burlesque happened. Burlesque fucking happened. It It really happened. It's real. I know. And one, two, she wagon wheel. But I remember like (laughs) Sherry going off, and the only person I yelled at was like, I was like, because we were literally our table was against the stage on the far like far stage right, and I was at the table with Lauren, and then the 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 man who was in charge of whatever champagne was there, and his daughter, who was a seventeen year old New York girl who was in heaven, and she was not afraid to yell at everyone. And so when she, the only person I yelled at when she went off, I was like, Cher! And Cher went, ooh, and she gave this little, like, Cher jump. And she yeah. was, like, walking off in her house. And she gave me a smile and a jump and a wink. And it was like I jizzed everywhere. Amazing. And then, but she also, I remember the girl, she was obsessed with Mariah Carey. So Mariah Carey was coming off. And she went, Mariah, I'm coming to your concert. And Mariah stopped. And she was like, oh, my God, great. Where, where is it? When is it? Where am I going to be? But it was all yeah. Mariah about it. And just, like, there are other people there that night. I can't even think of who. Anyway, it was amazing. It was an amazing, glamorous night. Yeah. What's a voicemail that was left for you that you played more than once? Uh, the Rip Taylor, when Rip Taylor stalked me after we did Will and Grace together. I, you told me the story before, but yeah. I want to hear it again. Oh, my God. Oh, it's such a story. Did Will and Grace one time. Did, did it three times. Rip Taylor was the comedian that always did the confetti that was like a award show. Yeah, like a, yeah. confetti, like... Ga- like a Hollywood Square Game type. shows. Yeah. Game shows. He... Uh, I, I played Jack's co-worker... I all my scenes, my rip scenes were with me. He just ended up like he got my number at the end. I mean, the other guest star was Victor Garber, who was lovely, and he got my number. And Rip started calling me like two or three times a day. This is this would have been like oh three or oh four, like and leaving on my voicemail back when we had that and my on answering machine and on my cell phone, just like all these call me and like I would pick up sometimes and he would just like go on and on and tell these stories and he was clearly like very unhappy, perhaps drunk, but then the last time he called me was on. Like he did this for like a month or month, month and a half, and I just stopped answering. And he would just call and, ha- and go rip and hang up the phone. <laughs> and then he, the last time it was Thanksgiving night, I got home and he just left this vicious, like eviscerating voicemail, like "You never pick up your fucking phone, goddamn it! How do you have any god? No wonder you don't have any goddamn career." Like on and on and on, and it was like oh, it was so crazy. And I listened to it. Talk I, about a cautionary tale. That's what I'm saying. And when I tell the story, I'm like, "It was my he was my Hollywood cautionary tale." Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Rip. What project have you worked on that has been the most underrated? What's that thing that you wish more people had seen? 
Um, I wish more people had seen Love Spring. I yeah. wish they'd gone on longer. I wish more people had seen Kitchen Confidential. Yeah. Um, I've seen a couple of movies that never came out that I wish some of them I'm glad didn't come out. Some, yeah. I, some I wish would just to see what happens. Is there something people could find shows? on Netflix? Or well, is there something know, that's like... Well, one thing that I did this web series was Drew and Jeffrey Self and Jim Hansen, all these guys, Paragon School for Girls. Right. Which is amazing. I wish people would watch that because it's, it's online. On YouTube? It's yeah. on YouTube. Okay. Paragon School for Girls. It's we are, We're all in drag and we shot everything in front of a green screen, but it's all like dollhouse stuff that Jim Hansen, the director, built. He's really brilliant. He is insanely brilliant. Yeah. And also, I wish more people would... would um, would see Space Station. I don't yeah. think it got the 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 attention it should have. Yeah, frankly, love it. Uh, what are you good at that would surprise people? This is my family's gonna laugh at this because in my family I'm bad at sports, but I know for a lot of my friends out here I'm better at sports than people think. Like I yeah. can play sports. Like I grew up in a very competitive, athletic family. But I was just back east with my nieces and nephews and brothers and sisters, and we you know, kickball, you know, basketball, ziplining, canoeing. Um, and, and of course, like lots of like boggle and charades yeah. and stuff. But I'm actually very competitive, so I can. I'm not that coordinating great, but like I play really hard. I can do softball. I can do volleyball. I used to. I used to love golf. I haven't played it in a while. I um, I'm not great at basketball. I was on my high school golf team. Oh, nicely done. Yes. I did very bad at the state tournament, though horribly bad. In fact, you know, they take four scores and the, they throw out one of the player scores. And yeah. it was me that they threw out every day. Oh. And I blame the fact that the my stoner friend wanted me to hide pot in my golf bag <laughs> before graduation. Yeah. Were you in Caddyshack no, he 3? he didn't trust himself not to smoke it before graduation. So he asked <laughs> me to hide pot in my golf bag. And so I had it hidden in my trunk. And so the whole time I think I'm at the tournament, I think I'm being punished yeah. for hiding pot. And you're gonna get found out. I'm gonna get found out. I had a few. Holes I had a crush mind. on that guy. He was he was like the he was like the like cool, like he he liked me and he was like a cool stoner guy. That's Anyways, um, where'd you go to high school? Holbrook, Arizona. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, what would you like to do in a job that you haven't gotten to do yet? You know what my dreams is? And I use this table where we're sitting as a good example because it's still littered with lots of beverage bottles. Not my alcohol bottles, but lots of bottles from the party. I've always wanted to do a scene where I get to fucking flip a table over or take my hands and just clear a room, the bureaus, the tabletops, whatever surface of all the stuff and, and just trash a room. I love to go to the theater when something like that happens, and you know that it's a technical nightmare, but they fucking destroy something. Yes. <laughs> it's so thrilling, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's like, oh, fuck, they have to get another bottle, or they mm-hmm. have to get another thing. Yeah. Have you ever gotten to do anything like I've that? I've gotten to break some bottles on people's yeah. heads. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> oh, wait, wait that, you know what? That was actually before the take. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Off yeah. camera with a real bottle. Any award show stories? You've mm. told one. I, got, I also one? got to go to the Emmys twice with nice. again with my darling Lauren Graham, which she presented, and um, yeah, it was one, one year. I don't remember which is which. I remember one year, Black Eyed Peas played. Ellen hosted. Um, it was nothing's as good in the room as you want it to be. Yeah. But you do get to go up backstage a lot. And like someone like Lauren, who's had a lot of shows and stuff, you don't want to sit trapped in the audience, so you go backstage a lot. Yeah. But I do remember in 2010 going, Jane, our friend Jane Lynch hosted, and they had a really great musical number, and I got to meet so many people in the green room, and like walking in, and there's like Tim Gunn, Eva Longoria, and Tony Parker, and then Betty White and Margaret over in a corner of a room that's like very small. Right. You know, with some chafing dishes, and and a a tiny, there was not a bar. I remember, because I was still drinking then, I was angry there was not a bar. 
car. Yeah, and, like, god damn it. Going over and sticking my ear in on Betty White and Ann Margaret to see what they were talking about. Do you remember? Yes. <laughs> and then, no, it was just like, Ann just being really sweet, older ladies. And She's sweet. Ann was like, yeah. And was like, can you believe that it was your, she was nominated for like um, Law and Order or something? She might maybe. have won. Maybe she, I think she maybe she won and she was the guest star and she was presenting. And she looked fucking amazing. Of course, Betty's always nice and Betty White's always Betty White and just sweet and funny and kooky Betty White. But um, Anne was saying, like, are we lucky this is happening now? Can you believe that we still get to do this? You know, just nice stuff. She's cool. That's yeah. really cool. Mm-hmm. I saw her do her show once. My friend Fred was oh, one of wow. her dancers. Oh, nice. She did knock, knock on wood. Oh. Yeah. Wow. It was amazing. Um, you mentioned Law & Order. Every New York actor has done a Law & Order. Is there an L.A. equivalent? I don't... CSI, which I've never CSI, done. yeah. Which I've never done. Yeah. I would go in so much... I remember one time the casting person saying, no matter how boring you think you're being as an actor, be more boring. Yeah. And I never got... I did do Without a Trace, and I did NYPD Blue, which, dear reader, uh, dear listener, shoots here, shot yeah. here in L.A. Um, but I never did a CSI. Yeah. Yeah. What was your lowest point professionally? I think it was... Uh, <laughs> being Forrest Gump impersonator. Yeah. There were some rough times in the 90s. Um, my, my, the thing that, uh, were, when I really got scared but turned out to be a blessing was after the commercial strike of 2000 because there were no more commercials and I made my living off them. I had just done a pilot for ABC and I blazed through, thinking it would go, it didn't. I blazed through all the money that summer and in the fall was broke and... I, I guess I got an unemployment, but I, I for the first time ever, I didn't have a day job. I didn't know what to do, and I had zero money, like literally nothing. And I've never been like that before. And it was before I did a lot of TV shows, so there were no like TV shows. There was no check residual. from residual. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. There was no like fat actors. Thank you, Kirstie Alley, yeah. check coming in, even. So, um, um, what was I? What was I talking about? Oh, lowest point professional. So I had to go to bar. I never bartended or bar back before. Yeah, I had to go back doing that at Foo Bar. I was really embarrassed and ashamed. Did I do drugs the first couple times I worked there? Probably. It turned out to be so much fun. I'm still close, dear friends with Jay McHale, the owners. I work with my my dear friend Matt Cornwall, who was a DJ, and I had the time of my life. And then it, it slowly turned around. Though there were those times. I remember like being on a rerun of Any Day Now with uh, Annie Potts. Right. While I was working, it was on Lifetime, and someone was like, "Isn't that you on TV?" As I picked up bottles. I'm like, yep, right. welcome to Hollywood. But you know what? I think during my whole thing, I, th- I just kept thinking, I want to go somewhere, I want to do something, and I want to get a check. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure what that thing is. Oh, yeah? It can be mundane. Mm-hmm. Like, it might help if it were mundane. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what it is, but yeah. I also enjoy I get the it. physical labor because you don't have to do a lot of physical labor when you're just sitting around on a TV set. Yeah. I love it. All right. What job were you the most excited to learn you got? Legally Want Two, Kitchen Confidential. Um, now, any job that has money attached to it. Um, oh, my God. When I got the first few jobs... Oh, my God. The first time I did a guest star, it was probably a co-star, on a sitcom pilot, I got to do with Andrea Martin. It was oh, my God. called I'm Home, which I don't even think is on my resume, or on my IMDb. But she... It was the rich version of Married with Children, and she was right. the mom. And I worshipped her and still do. And um, Was she everything you wanted her to be? Everything Did you see and her more. in Pippin? No. Flying on that Stupid. How that, dumb am I? Oh, so amazing. Yeah, I love her. I just, I just read yeah. her autobiography. And, I, and I've and i met her socially, and I also did... Uh, she did Kitchen Confidential also. Oh, cool. Unfortunately, the one out of... I was in 12... I was actually on 12 out of 13. The one I wasn't in, she was there. Uh, she was... Uh, they played our publicist, but I came in, and I said, do you remember me? She totally remember... Maybe she did or didn't, but she was so nice. She's absolutely... I, I love adore it. her. My other dream is to work with Catherine O'Hara. Genius. Yeah. Which have you been more, the dumper or the dumpy? Bam. Dumper. 
dumper. Yeah, I have. Right. I've only had about four in my longest one dumper. Still yeah. good friends though. Um, I, I dumper, dumper. Yeah, dumper. All right. I, I, only because, and this is not to say that I'm like so hot that I get to dump the guy. I have just been not great at relationships, and there are some things I didn't even get into because I thought I could never bear to lose this person. Wow. So I would, yeah. All right. But things in, in terms of things that worked that worked for a while, I was the dumper, and one was a total someone who turned out to be a, a secret drug addict. This is back in the '90s, um, where I was like, I was proud of myself because he was there was the sex was amazing, but I was like, this is a terrible person for me to be with, and he's a liar, and it killed him. But I had to do it. You had to do it. All right. Yep. If you could relive one day from your childhood, what would it be? Any oh my god, I'll start crying. Any 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 day with my um, my. My maternal grandparents, who I love very much and I miss very much. And though they were kind of hardcore, like very proper Presbyterian Christians. And later in life, my grandfather would write me letters about when I played a gay person on TV. He would write me a letter about how I shouldn't be doing that. Um, I love them so much. And we used to go spend like a couple weeks at their place in the summer. I just wanted to How far days. did they live from you? They live in Southern, I, about six hours drive at the time. Yeah. Uh, at the time, as we said. It's so weird when people talk about, I would look at a map. And I'm like, Virginia doesn't seem like it's in the South on the map. It's kind of halfway up. But Virginia is the South. Yeah. Well, and I'm from West Virginia. And right. it's a mix of everything. Because right. I, grew, I grew up right below the Mason-Dixon line. Right. So they take it real seriously there. Yeah. And I was just fucking back there, Dennis. And this is off topic. But that whole thing with the Confederate flag. I was going to ask you if you Dude. got rid of your Confederate flag. Well, um, I'm, I'm unfortunately descended. <laughs> Not yet. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. I have literally from my grandparents' house. And I got it a long time ago, this Confederate flag. Uh, beach towel um, and I know everything that's wrong with that but the thing that's weird is I'm from a family who fought in the, Confe- in the Civil War Confederate side descendant of slave owners we lost the war get over it we don't these people in my hometown who do reenacting and everything they still do all that shit I'm proud of my family we don't do that we're like we don't want to think of not we take responsibility it's just a very complicated right, situation to, yeah you don't need but to but we're not racist right um and n- including my parents, who are of a different generation in the South, white right. people, and are not racist. They're ama- and they're Democrats. Uh, a lot I could say about my parents, but I will, the good news is Democrats, not racist. So I was raised like that. Not everyone was. Right. These people now in my hometown, and now I'm, saying, I'm not saying they're racist, but they do this thing now for Confederate Memorial Day. And I saw in the hometown newspaper, like, now they lay wreaths on the... the it's like freaking gone with them on the graves of the glorious dead. It's they they have Confederate Memorial Day now, and they did not have that when I was growing up. So what's it about? It's interesting. I don't want to get think into about, that. It's interesting to think about what it's about. Yeah. Well, yeah. someone in the paper was questioned. They're like, I was just curious about my ancestors. Now I'm obsessed with finding all the graves of the Confederate dead. But here's the thing, and I'm going to get I might get a lot of trouble for saying this, and I don't know who listens to this, and it probably won't be these people anyway. But like. As I've heard people say many times, it's all borderline white supremacist. If you're out there fighting in the Confederate colors, it's... I'm sorry, guess what? You need to take responsibility for that. It's just, it's so, and I'm not saying that people are racist or white supremacists. I'm just saying, question your motives. Why are you doing this? Right. What's it about for you? Um, What's your favorite bad movie? Oh, my God. Uh, 
Oh my, I just saw this one. Dennis, I thought I'd seen them all. Have you seen The Visitor? No. Oh, Dennis, I need to have a night. I don't know how to what get it. What is in it? Who is it? It's 1979. How this escaped us, Dennis? I don't know, you know how we are. Like the Apple popped up. Oh, yeah, exactly. Right. I didn't know this the Apple like one of those, until... But this is like vintage The Apple, like 79. Yeah. It's called The Visitor. It's made by Italian crew in Atlanta. Wow. It's Shelley Winters, Glenn Ford, John Huston, about this little girl who's a psychic, yet she's also a part of a cult. This little southern girl's in it with this, like, you know... 1979 Kim Richards Southern hair like a Farrah thing, right? And she, this girl's amazing. And there's this her her media. It, it's big budget, right? And it's kind of like The Exorcist, and it's kind of like she causes all this shit to happen. She can fuck people up. There's an there's like an like in um you know in the Legacy where there's a swimming pool thing where the person gets trapped in the swimming pool, right? There, this there's this thing where she fucks up these people in an ice rink and they all kill each other in an ice rink in a, an amusement park. It's Fucking bananas! Wow. Shelly Winters comes to take care of her, like Billy Whitelaw in The Omen. She—it's kind of like The Omen. All these, oh my god! It's—it's it's not even that bad. It's just like blew my mind that I never even heard of it. Wow! It's delicious, Dennis. I'll show you the first part of it. Okay, I have it on my fucking DVR, and we had to track this shit down, my friend. How did you find out about it? It popped up on 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 uh, Turner yeah. Classic Movies right. on, on, T, on TCM Underground. I love it with Tentacles, other bad John Huston, yes. Shelley Winters movie, which is so bad it's not good. Yeah, everyone's like Italian in San Diego. Yeah, because it's the same like different whatever. It's delicious. Uh, if you could be the opposite sex for a day, what would you want to experience? <laughs> um, I. With all due respect to gender fluidity, I, you know, I do drag enough that, like, I would like to just be a beautiful, if I were, like, a hot girl for one day, I would just want to get dressed up. And I know women are, like, and I've done it, so I know what it feels like. Yeah. But high heels, because my legs look great, and just put on a beautiful dress, and be, like, a sexy girl. And again, women, I know it's the downside to all of this in terms of the blowback from asshole men. But just to be a hot girl for one day, just walking around, I like to see what that's like. I'll... I'm not going into sexual stuff because there's a lot of things I could say. But um, just to be a beautiful girl, just to be like, oh, my God. Because I'm, well, I'm so feminine anyway. I might as well, like, give it full voice for yes. a day. Is that Who lame? Doesn't want that power? Who doesn't want to be like Sofia Vergara and walk through a room just to know what that, that. feels like? Exactly. Yeah. 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 And I'm sure there's a lot of women who would yeah. like to be like Joe Mangiello and yeah. walk through a room. I saw Magic Mike yesterday. Oh, yeah? I loved it. I can't wait. I didn't see it yet. There's no drama. The new one, you mean? Yes. I found it. I'm obsessed with this. It made me feel something that I haven't felt in the movie in a really long time. And I'm quite trying to put my finger on it. Interesting. It was like everyone in it was vulnerable, but everyone was safe. Nobody was made fun of for the way they looked or where they were heavier and the men and the women. That's great. It was sexy in a way. It, I don't know. I found it that sort of good. sophisticated in a way that uh, that uh, other people are like, oh, it's lame. Nothing happens. I don't know. I, I, I'm, like, all about it. I will go in with those yeah. guys. And I feel like Channing Tatum, I want him to be my friend. Oh, he's I feel so like great. he makes everything okay. Yes, Everyone's he does. Everyone's safe around Channing Tatum. He can make a fool of himself. He embraces stripper thing. He, you like, know, he most can, other... He can uh, Vogue. Yes, he can Vogue and he doesn't give a shit. He goes to Pride. 21 and 22 Jump Street is so funny. He's so... Ch- you expect Jonah Hill to be funny. But, like, Channing is so... I just... He's delightful Yeah, in that. he had great chemistry with the girl in the movie. Nothing happens. There's no... Fine. It's fine. fine. I love it. What kind of driver are you? I think I'm really fucking good. Yeah. I, I get places quickly and efficiently. My truck is kind of... I drive a truck. Badass. I'm so bush, West Virginia. But um, I... I love my truck. I think I'm good. I've been with people in the car that have been a little scared. Yeah. But I'm like, I know what I'm doing. I'm quickly, efficiently, and I've never been in a car accident. It's my fault. 
I've wow. only been rear-ended a couple of times. I've never, except for once when I was really drunk, I sideswiped a car. All right. When you hear West, Almost Heaven, West Virginia, that song, does it does it resonate? Yeah. It was does. it like all yes. around when you were a kid? Yes. Okay. We had to sing it at every assembly and everything. And we yeah. were just, I, we were singing it around the campfire last week when I was there. Just Because I said to my niece, to my nephew, Elizabeth, do you guys have to have do, did, do you have to, he's 13, do you have to sing this all the time like we did? He was like, no, well, some people, he was being a negative 13-year-old, but like, right. it's, I, I've, I've, I've welled up. Sure. I, it's okay. When I hear it. I love seeing your pictures when you go back home because there's such a contrast between here and that world. There certainly Does is. It, what's it like in your head? Oh, my God, Dennis. Isn't that the question? It's who I am. I don't know. So I, I, They're amazing. I like, have, the beautiful photos and the... Yeah. But it's the, like... But it's great. Talk about the outside, the insides. The photos are beautiful, but there's lots of, you know, family stuff. But, right. um, like with anyone. But it is gorgeous, and I really can appreciate it now instead of being like, oh, it's boring here. There's nothing here for me. Now I go back and... and it's also fun to be the only famous person in town. If Boom. I went there, what would you serve me as a refreshing, cool drink? Lemonade? I'd like to imagine lemonade or sweet tea. Sweet tea. Well, it's yeah. funny because I, at the, they have one new good restaurant in town, and I ordered uh, Arnold Palmer. And, of course, it was sweet tea. I'm like, I should have known. It was, yes. it was syrupy sweet. And yeah. Megan, our server, who was like, aren't you the one who's on TV? Um, she was like, oh, I'll get you another one. I'm like, it's fine. I will. Yeah, You'll Arnold Palmer up. sweet tea. All right. Who's the most famous person you've ever been in an elevator with? Does Jane count? Because we were in the sure. elevator with her all the time. On Love Spring. When we did Love Spring, we but were shot in I remember building. that it was a real elevator. It was like we had to take that fucking elevator that we also shot in all yeah. the time. So I don't even remember like stairs. Like yeah. Were there even stairs? In that office building. <laughs> in Canoga Park. You know, such a weird time and such a weird place. I would. I wish I could go to that job tomorrow. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. With what I know now. Yeah. I feel like I'm a much better improviser yeah. than I was What then. movie have you seen more than any other? Postcards from the Edge. Oh yeah, and you did the 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 Meryl Streep thing, and you did that monologue. I did Streep because I did the like, you know, go ahead, say it. I'm an alcoholic. That's another funny thing about what you were talking about earlier. Uh, My addiction about the. the, <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the I can't even say it. <laughs> the script thing about. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but that was like I've seen that movie. I worshipped some day. I saw it in the theaters. I watched it so much. I have it memorized, and I ended up in rehab, which I never thought would happen. And why I did it speak thing. to you? I, I, it's weird. Well, the one thing is, like, when I first moved here, I was friends with an and dated this guy who grew up with, with Carrie Fisher. Right. And I knew a lot about... Uh, that was when I heard those stories back yeah. then. This was in late 80s. Uh, and then then the book came out. And then... Or maybe the book had already come out. And I don't know. There's something about the Meryl Shirley thing. I don't know. It's like maybe it was my dream to be Suzanne. I loved all of it. I was just obsessed with all of it. Yeah, it's amazing. I, I, I don't know why. It just hit me in the right place at the right time in my gay, campy way. Yeah. And just like that was my dream mother, my dream daughter. Like, it's not now. It was, but I just, I showed to people, young people, that I'm like, you need to see this movie. Mike Nichols, you can't go wrong. She, Carrie Fisher was, if somebody asked me my favorite celebrity interview when I was doing journalism, Carrie. Oh, well, yeah, I bet she had a lot to say. It was because I was obsessed, and I imagined that I I thought if she knew me, she would like me. We yeah, would yeah, we friends. friends. And true? it happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it happened for a while. Yeah, but she's a lot, right? Well, yes, I know but her she. Assistant. But I was never that. You know, I I was never in the thick of it like in the that. thick yeah, of it. Yeah, but yeah, I yeah. would call her up, and I would go over there. I remember wow, one time, really? yeah, for a while. It was right around the time of OJ, and it was for a period of time. I got to go into those crazy Christmas parties oh, or uh, birthday parties. Birthday parties for Penny Marshall. Yeah, where Albert Brooks said, uh, if a meteor were to land on this house, Anson Williams would have a huge career. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
Um, I just read Penny's. I listened to Penny Marshall's autobiography. Yes, yeah. says that's a dream. I would love to do that. And but then it was done, you know. And then it was. Yeah, yeah. And she's been whatever. And I wonder if I met her again. I saw her. She would. She would remember she me. I think so. She's got a. I think she remembers everything. Depends on where she, how she is, and yeah. where she is in. in but I still. Her situation. It, I, you know, I think she's. Yeah, I adore. Great her. and funny and sharp. I liked her from Shampoo. Not even Princess Leia. Yeah. I was Shampoo. Like I am nothing like my mother. Like yeah. that scene. Uh, tell us about when you first saw a dirty magazine. Okay, I remember it. Um, me and my friend Chris McCauley. Sorry, Chris. Uh, one of my best friends in school. Up in the woods, across the road in the hill, the woods. Be- I can't even talk. I need That's to eat. Okay. Up in the woods behind his house in my hometown, there were this hu- these Hustler magazines, and there was... They would be buried and shit, right? Yes, and the back leaves. In the, yeah. That's Crazy, that, in a bag. Yeah, so that was... That, I didn't found out later that that's where things were, because of yeah. course it's not in someone's house. And there's this Hustler with this... Hustler is hardcore. Yeah. Because you would get a Playboy and you'd be like, what the... F- this is bullshit. And I remember like... Hustler I, was the craziest. Yeah, I remember there was, it, it was a chunk of Hustler and it was this white blonde woman and this giant black man in all sorts of positions. Yeah. And let's but just no, say... But no penetration. Like it would go right up against... It would go yeah, right there was, up... You're right. You're right. You, they couldn't show penetration. But I remember taking... I remember telling anyone this. I remember t- eventually going out there myself and stealing it and putting it under my bed. I don't remember how I got rid of it. But I was not obsessed... Let's just say I was not obsessed with the beautiful blonde lady. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> that's that's the thing, that was it. the thing about Hustler is like Playboy and Penthouse, there would be no dudes. That's but right. Hustler, there'd be dudes. chick, chick. Oh, wow. She's with a dude and they're skiing. Yeah. Look at yeah. that. Yeah. Wow. All right. And I, when you were a kid, you would like smuggle them in your sock... My brothers had that, them. Really? It was literally like... So you they, had older brothers. Yes. See, I didn't. Yeah. But, you know, it was literally like working for the CIA. Oh, yeah, I'm going to smuggle it in my sock, and then I'm going to take it over... You know, it was like a whole thing. Yes, it yeah. was. What's your favorite perk of your job? Residuals. Yeah. It's... I mean, come on. It's like I did this thing 10, 15 years ago. I, I get... Even if I get $12 or 50 bucks yeah. tomorrow, I'm like, yeah, that'll, fuck yeah, dude. That'll buy me a Jamba Juice. Yeah, thank you, Union. Yeah. yeah. Seriously, thanks, SAG-AFTRA. All right. Whose job offers would you like to receive? Any. Any. Christopher Guest. Judd Apatow. Um, you know, I would love to... I want Drew and our show to get on. I... I, I I would like to be hired by a lot of people, but the dream dream is for me and me and Drew show to get on at least digital, if not TV, to move to TV, and just because we're excited to be like our to be helping write, create, and perform on a show. I want to see what that experience is. Yeah, like. we had a taste of it in Love Spring, right? But like, I'm ready now. I'm sober. I'm like got my wits about me. I'm not getting any younger. I want to learn what that's like. I love it. And both I, Drew and our two producers, Lauren and Jess, I love everyone. We get along really well. And I want to go to a job where we all get along, even if there's a, a dis, uh, not even a conflict. Like just something you issue. disagree, Cre- uh, Create a difference. Yeah, 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 yeah. We can talk it out. Yeah. I would like to get Mo Rocca's job offers. Do you know who oh, Mo Rocca is? Oh, you're saying that. Yeah, I love him. Well, yeah. he, gets, he gets to be on CBS Sunday Morning, which yes. I love that show. And you could be old on that show. Yeah. And I like doing interviews. And wait, wait, don't I'm putting it me. out in the universe. Good, yes. I'm putting it out in the universe. I, I bet he's, he's got a lover, too, and I'm a sure nice place to he's live. He's sexy. That fucker. He's sexy. Anyway. All right. Hey, Mo. Losing your virginity. Thumbs up or thumbs down. Thumbs I actually up. met him once. Thumbs up. And he was you, very nice. You met my, the guy who took my virginity? No, I, I met Mo Rocco. Oh, that's good. And he was nice. So it's all good. I was telling the story just yesterday. We were t- yeah. to some of the kids. Mine was positive. It's good. In college. We're still Facebook friends. It was a one night only because he was having an affair. <laughs> he, it was in college. He was having an affair with my best, with my best friend. He was with... Who was the, a girl or a guy? Best friend with a guy. Like out in college. Yeah. Lived with a guy. Um, still friends with all these people. Um, he was, his name was Joe, which is the same name as my father. 
great and my first name and it was just like after a drunken Christmas party and it was a thing because my was my best friend at the time was like he was blonde and angelic looking and I was like sassy and mouthy and me and everyone thought that I was a slut and when I got with this guy he took me home he's like do you want to go I was like yeah and he found out that I was a virgin he was like are you kidding me he's like the mouth on you he was like everyone thinks you're a slut and I was like I am literally a virgin and so he took that away you know wow great it was great it was a wonderful warm good experience that's so nice yeah did yeah. your friend ever find out? Oh, yeah, he knew like soon. Yeah. Like yeah. I didn't feel bad about it. I don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember any drama around yeah. it. He was. Yeah. He was. He probably would have like. The situation was he probably would have liked to have also been there. Yeah, right on. What does your family think of your success? Um, they are. Well, I've trained my parents how to talk to me about it. Yeah. Um, let's just say, and my mother knows to say to me. My father's in a different situation because he's he's he has dementia and he's. It's a whole different situation. He. He used to say things like, I like it when you hug on... Like when I was in the Bonnie Hunt show, I like that Bonnie, I like it when you hug on Bonnie. He wanted me to hug women more. He still pretends like I'm straight. Um, but my mother always does to say, like, I'm proud of you, good job. But she... There was a time, I remember, like, one of the one of the times I did Will and Grace, I'm like, I'm going to be in Will and Grace again. And she was like, oh, Sam. Oh, Sam. She was... And her classic response, which all my friends know, is when I first started working, was, like, on Wings. I did a couple shows on Fox. And she was like, be on Designing Women. We watched that. Yeah, um, which seems like it was meant for you, by the way. Yeah, and you know, later on, I did the, the which 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 designing woman would you be if you were going to do like a Golden Girls stage version? Uh, what do you think? I don't know. It, I that don't would know. Be you could of, do any of them. Uh, thank you. I like things. So. I mean, I'd be a good Charlene. I'd be a good. I'd be a good Charlene. I think I'd be a good Charlene. Um, I could pull off uh, Dixie Carter if I had yeah. to. Um, I could certainly, I might not look it, but I could, I'm so fucking Suzanne Sugarbaker. That would be the yeah. fun one. And also Mary Jo Shively. I could be, you know, I would probably be Mary Jo. Yeah. And I've worked with Annie Potts and she's amazing. And I told that? her Did that you... story about designing women and she yeah. told me a great story about what her mom has said to her about stuff. And I'm like, never stops. It never stops, does yeah. it? It's so crazy. Who would you like to collaborate with professionally? Christopher Guest. Yeah. I'd love to be in that mix. I know. Yeah. I know. Also Judd Apatow. So if any of that, like, not just Judd Apatow, but, like, I'd love to be on Girls, which is also Judd Apatow, yeah. I know. But, like, any, there's a lot of TV shows I see that, like, I would, like, I would love to be, I could see myself in that universe. I don't know exactly what I'd be, but um, I see myself a lot of places. That's good. Yeah, but, I mean, come on. Fucking improvising with Christopher Guest. Yeah, amazing. That bunch. Um, now, th- there's two left, and one of them, I'm doing this thing now with Frontiers where I write up an answer for them and they promote the podcast so we're going to save which one of these do you want to talk about off the air and then I'll okay so we're going to save this so this will be the last one for this where's the strangest place you've ever been recognized oh I was because this one's you're not going to tell you're going to I'm going to write it out so would you rather tell this story verbally um, it's a lot. That one's more dirty. Yeah, let's do that. Then. Okay, and we'll do this one. First. This is more like. Yeah. I, just recently, I was in. I was okay. Uh, well, no, we're it? gonna save this. We're gonna save women recognized. Okay. okay. Where's the weirdest place you've ever seen your own image? Okay, back in the day, I don't know if you remember when we used to watch pornography on VHS tapes. Yes. <laughs> I can't believe I'm telling this. Which I can't throw away for some reason. I because I worked I, so hard to pirate them. You know, what? I pirated a lot. Dennis, ahoy, matey! I was the Johnny Depp exactly of your porn iPad. pirating. The porn pirate on your shoulder. Holy shit! I got to tell you something, dude. Just let it go. I, I, I had to take one of my moves. I took all. You haven't moved in a while, right? No, that's the problem. That's the thing. I've had to move enough. Yeah, I think it's when I moved in here six years ago. I took yeah. like a fucking couple trash bags and just said goodbye. Yeah. Goodbye, you buried him in a mountain in West Virginia, passed it on <laughs> to the next kid. Children. Yeah. Goodbye, Ryan Idol and Jeff Stryker. Right. Um, I was 
taking, I was in the midst of it, what you do with porn, and I was just like over, I was probably on drugs. I was like, please don't repeat this, dear listener. Yeah. Um, I was in my, it was up on, when I lived in Las Vegas, in Commonwealth, and I was going to pop a tape out, and I was probably mid whatever. I can't believe I'm telling this. And popping out one, putting in another, whatever, and the, the TV, whatever channel was on, I went back to the regular channel, and my face pops up. <laughs> so I'm like, there was a fucking boner in my hands, and this orange juice commercial that I had in 97, 98 that ran nonstop, I was like, I looked up, and I'm literally, because I'm leaning over the VCR underneath the TV, I pop it out, I look up, and there's my face, like, right in my face. I was like, and I was like, ah! I can't even do the scream. I'm not capable of doing the scream I did. I was like, the least sexy thing I could ever see. Did you finish? Mid-Jack was like, my face. I probably had to do a silkwood shower and then, you know. So you, did you, you didn't go back and finish what you started? You didn't put in another tape? Or were you, did you? I sure, I'm sure I probably did. Yeah, I, I, who wouldn't? I just remember like being there naked take on a, the ground. You take a beat. Dick, my dick in my hand and be like, <laughs> <laughs> Worst person ever, ugliest creature in the world. All right, I love that killer, We're going to say, "Where's the strangest place you've ever been recognized?" We're going to write it up for Frontier. So okay. I'm going to turn off this off. So if you want to hear that, go to FrontiersMedia.com. And um, Sam, so delightful. High five. This has been so great. Thank you for taking so much time with me. I really admire you personally and professionally. Right back at you. And thank I you. hope you get uh, this do thing would be amazing. Yes, I, I want to see that on my TV. Okay. Yay! Yay! Thanks again to Sam Pancake for giving me so much time and so much great stuff. He's so awesome. All right. Uh, so this happened. I went to a screening of uh, Trainwreck, and Amy Schumer was there and did a Q&A. And, you know, she's hotter than anything right now, and I'm such a fan. I love This Is Where My Poo Comes Out from her TV show, and I just like... She's mining this area of our culture specifically to do with women and sex and things like that, that nobody else has really done like that. And I think it's so smart and compassionate and funny, and she's really stepping up. And anyway, she was a delight at this at this screening. And of course, I have to get a question in, and I was like the last question. Um, and I just asked her, I don't know if you saw the sketch she did where she plays a, a bimbo actress on a talk show, and she does all those bimbo actressy things and I just asked her if it was based on anyone specifically or just all those girls on those shows and she sort of said all those little girls on the shows that are like so small and I'm cold and have a crush on you and yeah all that annoying stuff but my favorite part about her is the Writers Guild uh, audiences are notorious for being dicks in Q&A's they're like bitter I don't know they're just like not the most hospitable crowd they're just weirdos and there was a couple of dudes, one of them was like, you know, did you, how do you feel about doing so much material about your vagina? Just something really sexist and gross, and she sort of let him have it in a way. Like, she was not suffering fools, and I really um, thought that was great. Like, she's like, she's like sticking to her guns about stuff, and I think that's great. And Trainwreck is a ton of fun. Um, I loved, um... Bill Hader in it. He really moved me. He, he, he like, played the romance really straight. Um, so there's that. Go see it. It's gonna be fun. And, um, I never did see LeBron James's penis. I think it's out there somewhere, now that I think of it. I'm gonna go Google that now. Um, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time on Dennis Anyone. Bye!